Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller, this is a pro wrestling podcast and we are live on YouTube right now. My mic won't go in the right place, I want it to go but that's fine. As always a bit of preamble at the start because the settings seem to change every time I come on this confangled YouTube contraption. I like to give a good product, I like to know that people are enjoying it, that the audio is right, that the visual is right. Because this is me stalling as YouTube tries to catch up with itself. Anyway, I know people in the comments will let me know if anything is wrong. And if so, we'll deal with it. We'll sort it because that's what we do. We're powerful. We're positive people. Uh, hello to everybody in the comments as well. Thank you for joining me live on Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And my my words, what a crazy... <laughs> I mean, if I had told you... Hang on, I'm having some trouble with my stream. I just want to make... I always keep an eye on it. I like to know... Uh, i like to know we're ticking along all right. If I had told you everything that was going to happen a week ago, you know, if I predicted all of this seven days ago, you would have thought you would have thought I was absolutely crazy and you would have been well within your rights uh, to have decided that because it's one of those weeks where I actually think it's really fun to be a WWE fan. Even though a lot of it has been a bit sad and a bit upsetting, it's the thrill of not only the, um, the news breaking, but everybody talking about it and, you know, stuff like the internet and... Social media and Reddit, all, uh, you know, everyone goes crazy, and I think there is something to that. I think it's, I think it's quite fun, or I, I enjoy it anyway. Um, I don't even know where to start. Let's do it in chronological order. So, on Monday, I thought we had a pretty decent episode of Raw. It was the go home show for Survivor Series. I actually thought on paper Survivor Series was all right, mostly because there's good and bad to it, right? WWE treats Survivor Series, uh, the Raw versus SmackDown nonsense, but because of that, it's almost as if. It doesn't matter. It's like a show unto itself, and whatever's going to happen it, it, it is going to happen. Like it actually doesn't. It, it when we get to Monday, for example, we can you can let's say I know it's changed, but at the time you can forget anything that's going to happen between Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles because you know it's just specific to that day. So in that sense, I was quite excited about Survivor Series. I thought we kind of take it or leave it and just enjoy it for what it is. Then we get to Raw, and it is a decent episode of Raw. I don't think we need to talk about too many. Parts of it, I mean, the whole Braun Strowman stuff has been utterly forgotten, as it should have been, because there was more interesting things to talk about. But it finished with yet another Under Siege angle. We cut to Becky Lynch uh, in the back. Uh, she had Ronda Rousey in an armbar, and then all the SmackDown women's roster came out, and everyone was brawling uh, in the ring. Becky Lynch was looking like a badass. Then Ronda Rousey came out to get her revenge, and Becky Lynch gets out of the ring, she gets a chair, starts beating her up. Big brawl. Now, within this brawl, um, Nia Jax... I know most of you know this, but I like to set the scene. I know some people listen to this. They don't even like wrestling when they listen to this. So bless your hearts, people that do that. Yeah, but within all this um, this craziness, uh, yeah, Nia Jax, she just punched Ronda Rousey in the face. Now, I've seen a lot of, and I get it. I mean, I think it is something that has to be brought up. Of course it is. It's not something that we could ignore. And it'd be ridiculous if we did ignore it. Like, imagine we did. Imagine you just went, man, who cares? Well, we have to care. You have to react to that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. I beg my pardon, but what I struggle with, look, it shouldn't have happened, right? And going, using the, uh, the, the, the word I'm looking for, the sentencing or the, the wordplay that's out there already, maybe she does need to go back to developmental, that's not my call, I'm not Vince McMahon, I'm not Michael Hayes, I'm not Triple H, I don't know who deals with that stuff. But 
I imagine nothing that we could say or nothing that we can do is going to make Nia Jax feel worse than she already does. It's like with the Brie Bella stuff a few weeks ago. And also everybody makes mistakes. And I get it. I completely understand if somebody keeps making mistakes. And that is what, and I read it especially had a thread up there earlier, squared circle. If people keep making mistakes, it's certainly something that we have to address. Because you do. It's the same with any workplace. Like, if I'm making videos and I keep setting fire to my living room, eventually someone's going, Simon, maybe you need to stop setting fire to things. So I'm not saying um, some kind of change has to come in, but I am saying just from my point of view, I look at it as everybody makes mistakes. Absolutely is an issue because we just lost, uh, you know, because again, I got ahead of myself. Because Nia Jax just plowed <laughs> Becky Lynch in the face, she broke her nose and she got a concussion. Therefore, you know, with these new rules, well, important rules, we should have them. Becky Lynch can no longer take part against Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series 2018, which is happening in three, four days' time, whatever it is. And that's massive. I mean, that is huge. In many ways, that was going to be your main event. I think it was the hottest angle. I think WWE knew that, given they went off air on Raw, showcasing that. I know the whole three-hour thing kind of changes things a little bit. And, yeah, that's absolutely... You have to address it. I just personally think I'm the person to address it. Again, I imagine Nia Jax already feels as bad as possible. I don't want to be the guy to, to say, I just don't. And you can tell me I'm wrong. It's fine. Whatever you want. Uh, Michael McLean in the super chat. As always, Mike, you're the man. Uh, hey, Simon, can't stick around for long today. Well, I'm just happy to have you here for however long you can stop around. But just wanted to pop in and say, I love Nia Jax, but she has to be more careful in the ring. She's too big to be that unsafe. And there you go. That is, uh, you know, Mike is a Nia Jax fan. You know, and even he is saying, maybe we need to look at this. So, we do. We do. I think that's fair. Uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe she doesn't understand her strength. Which, I guess, is something you've got to learn as well, right? I mean, I don't, I've never been in that position where you're, where you're hurling people around and you're a lot bigger than everybody else. So, I don't know. But I think the general consensus is that something needs to change. Again, my point of view is just going to be... And Michael's as well. It, well, Michael's obviously thinks something's going to happen. My point of view is... Mistakes happen, I'm going to leave it there. Anyway, shifting on to what happened with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. So we go over to SmackDown. Becky Lynch comes out, cuts a really good promo, which was the perfect balance between good guy, cheer me, and I've got this new cocky attitude, so I'm cool. Perfect balance. I think WWE stumbled across gold here, and I really hope they understand that. The rumor earlier was that it is actually now going to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, because I think, all oh, this is awesome. Um... But yeah, I think it's. I'm not saying it's Stone Cold Steve Austin levels. I know people compare a character, but in terms of the build and the momentum and the the love she has among the fans, I think it's more like Daniel Bryan, right? From four, five, four years ago, four years ago. It's more like that for me, where there's just this positive swell among the whole wrestling community, and we all just want to see her do well, no matter how WWE is going to portray her. So I think that is. Uh, yeah, I, I think the way she delivered the promo w was excellent. Obviously, she had to pick a replacement. I think all we we all knew it was going to be Charlotte. I will say, can't remember where they were last night uh, for SmackDown in terms of uh, location. But everybody that cheered for Oscar that loudly, you get two thumbs up from Simon. I thought that was great. It was like we remember you, we remember you. But she chose Charlotte, and then the controversial bit is she went and hugged her. Now I said this on ups and downs. I'm not sure if ups and downs is up yet. I've been running around. If not, make sure you do go watch ups and downs on what culture when it goes live. But I understand, again, I understand why people are saying, what the hell did they do that for? Because they kind of have taken a bunch of storylines and just chucked it out the out the window. But again, I get it. I always try to look for a positive, right? And I'm that idiot that does that. And But the way I kind of saw it was, A, she'd already proven that it was an emotional moment for her. Like I thought the outpouring of her 
clear disappointment but still being that cool person was perfectly balanced, like I said. So if you do see someone that you used to be friends with, I kind of get it. Like in that emotional moment and when your, your, your emotions are pouring out and you see someone, and it has been documented in story too, they've been good friends. I kind of understand the hug and I also like it from a you know fantasy booker, loser, wrestling fan point of view in the sense that hopefully that just draws a line under WWE trying to make her a heel. Hopefully they now understand. Sorry, I just ate and I got all saliva in my mouth. That's nice. That's what you want to hear when you're doing a podcast. I apologize. But, um, yeah, like, I, I I now think we're not going to muck around with it anymore. I'm not saying we won't get Charlotte versus Becky Lynch again. But I'm hoping that hug kind of is WWE's way of saying, look, we get it. We've seen what's happening. We're going to go with it. And you're right. Maybe that's being a bit unfair to the story, especially because afterwards Charlotte was very complimentary about Becky. But because it was a very transitional episode... And because I felt like it was WWE responding to everything, both the ratings beforehand and everything with Becky Lynch, I was alright to let it slide. But I'm not saying that makes me right. I'm not saying anybody's opinions isn't warranted. It absolutely is. So, uh, yeah. But Now, the real thing I get excited about, and I'm going to do a What Culture video about this as well. But as you join me on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, I will give you a little snippet. I secretly think this is the best thing that could have happened. As long as Becky is okay, and it certainly seems like in a few weeks she will be. That's always the most important thing. But... I was convinced that she was going to lose at Survivor Series. And I really didn't want her to, to the point I went and made a What Culture video about it. And everyone got in touch saying, oh, you're wrong. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. But to me, Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey regardless. She's a celebrity. She's a star. She can lose, and I think she'll be okay. I don't actually think it takes that much away from her. When you come in as a celebrity, you have like John Cena status. You are protected to a certain extent. doesn't mean the company doesn't have to do their bit. But to me, Becky Lynch having a win over Ronda Rousey would have cemented her as not only a great wrestler, but one of these wrestlers that lives up here and can live up here forever because she's so good at what she does and the company gave her something for her to latch onto for a long period of time. I don't think that's going to happen on Sunday. Even after that cool bit on Raw where she beat everybody up, don't forget the blood added to that a lot. I think she was still going to lose. Now we're getting Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey instead. I imagine Ronda Rousey will win. And if we do now switch things around and do Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, maybe we get Daniel Bryan part two, WrestleMania 35, five years on, and she actually wins. And I think that would do her the world of good. And it could even turn her into this mega, mega star that WWE's been looking for. And maybe actually cement this whole women's revolution, evolution, whatever it is. So I'm actually really excited. I think we may look back. We may not. I may be completely wrong. But I've got a feeling that we may look back on this in a few years' time and be like, oh my gosh, as long as she's okay and healthy, thank goodness this did happen. Because now Becky Lynch has become an even bigger star than she would have been She would have been otherwise. Now, that doesn't make this week any better. It still sucks for her. I imagine she's absolutely devastated. But I think the other, the other reason I think it too is because it gives her even more sympathy. She had sympathy anyway because we all understand how wrestling works in 2018. But now she has more storyline sympathy that just happens to be reality too. And reality and fiction meet, that's when you get good wrestling. Because who can't understand, I was four or five days away to my dream match against Ronda Rousey and it got taken away from me. Boom. That's it. It's nice and simple. Everyone's had stuff that they've lost at the last minute. So you can understand... I get it. I'm probably living on Cloudline Dreamland right now. I'm probably overthinking it, but that's half the fun, right? That's why we do a podcast. That's why everybody enjoys talking about wrestling in 2018. So I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping this turns out to be the best. I imagine she'll be ringside or something at Survivor Series. I also think Ronda Rousey and Charlotte will have a very good match. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I'm not 
I enjoyed it because it just was so newsworthy, and I really got a kick out of seeing everybody going crazy. I thought that was just, oh, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, and here we are talking about it. And I, you know, I think it's these kind of weeks where you even notice it on social media. There's more engagement, and if you do stuff like this, views will go up because people want to talk about it. They want as much reaction and information as details as humanly possible. Because you just, well, how did he think about it? I understand. I do it too. I go out there. Uh, and check this stuff out. Uh, my man Michael McLean back in the super chat. It's weird to say, but I don't think Ronda is a good enough pro wrestler, pro wrestler yet to survive a loss at this point. I do actually think you make a, that. You are right. There is there is logic in there. Absolutely. I just think because she's Ronda Rousey, they'd find a way to to keep her momentum going. And I think momentum in pro wrestling is the most important thing. But I completely understand what you're saying, Mike. Um, you are you, you make a very good point. There is a, she's a very, because I, I don't really think we've ever seen anything like this before, like a celebrity coming in, I know we had Stephen Amell, but he, he didn't do it like this, and he wasn't treated like the star Ronda Rousey is, so it's brand new territory, so we'll never know, maybe I'm just more biased towards Becky Lynch, I just, I can see a bigger upside long term in Becky Lynch winning against Ronda Rousey on Sunday than vice versa. Now really, that could have been enough for this week, and I could have made, I could have talked about this till the cows come home. However, <laughs> on SmackDown, there was also the decision to turn Daniel Bryan heel and put the WWE Championship around his waist. Two things you need to know about this. Not need to know, but maybe you'd like to know. The first is that I did my digging, I did my listening, and apparently Daniel Bryan has been pushing this for months. Um, he wanted to go heel. Maybe he didn't like how he was being portrayed as a babyface. I don't know. Uh, and the, the, you know, the decision was made over the weekend. I don't know whether to do the heel turn, because they did kind of tease it last week, right? There was a lot of talk and chat. I like, was that Daniel Bryan being a bit heelish? And I fobbed it off. I was like, nah, I think, whatever. It's just WWE, WWE. But no, apparently it was planting the seeds for a heel turn. And at some point over the weekend, Vince McMahon made the call to go complete transition and head in a new direction with SmackDown, which is absolutely the right thing to do. This is what we've been asking for. As much as we love AJ Styles as champion, we all know the story about ratings and the financials came out in terms of live shows. Let's shake it up. Let's have some fun. Why the hell not? If you need to do it, you should absolutely do it. And you can't do it every single week. So why not? You know, why you know, why not do it now? Like I, I don't I don't see what the point in waiting is. So yes, we had the start of the match, Paul Heyman, I started the show, I should say. Paul Heyman comes out, he starts mouthing off. Uh, he winds up AJ Styles. He's not as good as Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan came out. They had a brawl. And eventually Shane McMahon, of course, Shane McMahon, best in the world. He came out to calm it down and said, look, you two are going to fight this evening for the World Heavyweight Championship. No idea why. No need for that whatsoever. He could have just sent them both home, but he didn't. Cut to the main event. And there's, not, there's no bones about this. I'm not saying it's going to work and Daniel Bryan is going to get booed. But he did at the end when he won. He need AJ Styles right in his penis. There ain't no two ways about it. This was meant to be a heel turn. And as I said, on ups and downs, go watch it. Um, he clearly has a more stronger knee than Shinsuke Nakamura because Shinsuke Nakamura couldn't get the job done when he booted people in the groin. Daniel Bryan could. Referee obviously distracted. Um, big running knee. One, two, three. Again, you know, mere weeks before us. Oh, less than a week this time. But, you know, in the... I mean, it, just before Survivor Series, we have a new WWE champion. And now the match is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, which, look, I'm not going to lie, as somebody that's wanted to see that fight for four years, I am excited. I'm also a little bit worried, because if you remember, he was, it was meant to be Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2014. 
That's when Daniel Bryan's injuries problem started. John Cena got subbed in, and it's when John Cena got thrown around for 28 suplexes and beaten the hell up. Because you'd imagine that's what they'd said to Brock was going to do to Bryan. You can just beat the crap out of him and take his belt. I don't necessarily know that's going to happen now, but it does irk me a little bit. There's a little bit of worry that it could, and I don't want to see that. I want Daniel Bryan has always said he wanted this match for years. So it must be in his head. So I would much rather we can have some kind of amalgamation between the two where we can see whatever it was that Daniel Bryan wanted to do against Brock. I want to see that fight. We may never get to see it again. I'm amazed we're getting to see it once. But yeah, that's what happens. That was the end of SmackDown. I mean, mean, I'm not necessarily sure it will affect the ratings unless people heard there was going to be a title match and presumed, well, they already did one a couple of weeks ago. It seems weird to do it again. Maybe it does help the ratings or maybe it helps the ratings next week. Um, I was listening to maybe the Wrestling Observer earlier, and they made a very good point where they said, wouldn't it make more sense to announce the title match now for next week to try and get some interest? But then we miss out on Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, and I do want to see that. I did get excited when they announced it. And it did make for a very noteworthy show. Like, it really, really did. To go off the air with a world title changing hands, you don't see that very often. I mean, the last time was a year ago. Before that... Did Jinder Mahal win on SmackDown or Raw? I can't remember. Anyway, the point being is it doesn't, and I like it. Uh, Ines Reynolds in the chat, my man. Do you think this will get Brian Booed at all, or will he get the Becky Lynch treatment? Well, at first, I thought it would be the Becky Lynch treatment. Because I think, uh, for me especially, I love Daniel Bryan. And I don't watch Daniel Bryan as a pro wrestler anymore. I watch him as a man who is a pro wrestler. So it doesn't really matter what he does. However, at the end of that SmackDown, he was getting booed. And there were a few boos before the two even started out. Now, you could say that's because AJ Styles is so popular. And he is. He's been on a roll. Been an absolutely incredible WWE champion. Obviously got to like 372 days or whatever it was. It was over a year. That wasn't a specific number. So maybe in a different feud, Daniel Bryan will get cheered. But you have to imagine he's going back into a feud with AJ Styles. And I think AJ Styles, as a foible to Daniel Bryan, will allow Daniel Bryan to get booed. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting... It's a very interesting dynamic, and at first I wasn't sure if I liked it, but the more I've thought about it, was Daniel Bryan doing anything as a face? No. Did WWE have any plans for him? Probably not. So hell yeah, we should have taken, again, take some risks, take some chances, and now he's got that belt, he can use that to justify his actions. Don't forget when him and Miz were having this, uh, their uh, tete-a-tete, Miz said to Daniel Bryan, you don't, have, you don't ever do what it takes to get to the next level. Well here, Daniel Bryan exactly did that. And now he's the champion. I wouldn't even mind it if Daniel Bryan and The Miz team up. I know it makes no sense storyline-wise, but come up with some kind of idea. I think that would really cement Daniel Bryan as a heel and get him booed everywhere. I wouldn't mind it. And my man Michael, again in the Super Chat, as always, Michael, thank you so much. Um, I lost, my mouse has turned off. Uh, Just got to go back up. There we go. Got to go, but I always wonder if Brock Lesnar had more to do with booking than we think. Could he not want to fight AJ again? Also, did he refuse to lose to Braun or clean to Roman? Food for thought. Well, first off, Michael, thanks as always for stopping by. Always appreciate it. Big supporter of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Always appreciate that. I think Brock Lesnar, I think I don't think he has a lot to do with booking, but I think depending on who he's fighting will absolutely change how much he wants to have a good match. So we saw it with Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. He clearly wasn't into that, so we didn't get anything. Last year at Survivor Series, we got a tremendous match against AJ Styles because he likes AJ Styles. You have to imagine he respects Daniel Bryan. I think most people do. I would guess they do. So uh, I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think he was probably just happy when the plans were presented to him. Uh, did he refuse to lose to Braun or clean to Roman? 
I don't know that one. I don't think so, because I know he likes Roman Reigns. He went out of his way to try and put him over. And I imagine he likes Braun. I think Brock Lesnar is smart, as long as it makes sense. And Braun Strowman beating Braun... I don't. I think. Yeah. No. I'm, I don't think that would be the case. Although the whole Braun Strowman thing has been absolutely. We'll talk about it in a second. But absolutely snuck under the rug this week because nobody's talking about it, and nor should you be. Uh, Crow Coldblade in the super chat. Maybe AJ will be moved to Raw and replace Roman Reigns as a headliner. Dude, that is the shout of the day. A. It would shake things up. B. It probably would give Raw a little boost. New matches. Seth Rollins versus AJ for one. Be up for that. Like it, dude. Best shout of the day. That is. I don't think it's going to happen because I think you'll feud with Daniel Bryan first. But if they want to switch, who could you switch? If you want to put AJ Styles on Raw and take a cross, I don't know. I'll have to think. I would not be against that. That's a really good shout. Then we're shaking things up. I get excited about shaking things up. Anyway, Daniel Bryan, heel, WWE champion. I'm now, I tell you, I'm really pumped for Survivor Series. I just realized we've got to do predictions. I didn't even think about that. I haven't even got my Survivor Series list up. I'll do it now. We can smash that out quickly. Um... Yeah, like I, 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 I'm really. I think in a way, it almost makes it better that Survivor Series is going to be this weird show where nothing really matters because I think we can have a lot more fun with it now. I really, really do. And how, what the hell we do on Monday and Tuesday next week, I don't know. But I'm excited and I'm pumped. And I think any time that happens, we must have done something correct. That's that that that's just what I think. Uh, so we will do a quick rundown of the Survivor Series 2018 predictions. I will say, if you want to join in with a bigger discussion, head over to my Facebook group. Just search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast. They do predictions and competitions over there all the time. They're badass. Uh, but I will do a more in-depth predictions video on what culture. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. I'm going to record it later today. It will go up tomorrow or thereabouts. I don't know when, but at some point over the next few days. But we'll, we'll, we'll run through. We'll run through the card now as we have been talking about Survivor Series. Uh, we've got the two kickoff matches, or at least I believe they're on the kickoff. I may be wrong. Uh, team Raw versus Team SmackDown. And this is the tag team one, which has been an absolute joke so far. I'm not trying to be horrible. I know that sounds mean, but. They didn't care about it on Raw, as we saw with that Battle Royale that started the show, then was thrown back on the show, even though Braun Strowman had ruined it. And even then, even though Chad Gable and Bobby Roode won, everyone went in the match anyway. So that was a waste of all our time. Uh, and then on the SmackDown, it was just the Usos backstage walking around giving shirts to people that said SmackDown on it, two wrestlers that never appear on the show. The Good Brothers are in it. Uh, who else is it? The Good Brothers, Sanity, and two other people that I actually can't remember. Oh, the Colognes. I mean, they are literally never on television. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a bad kickoff show. It gets people, it gets people sort of focused, I guess, for the event. I mean, officially it is. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, The Revival, The B Team, Lucha House Party and The Ascension against The Usos, The New Day, Sanity, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson and The Colognes. I think that's right. I'm probably missing, I'm probably missing somebody out. I mean, I don't really, I, I can't even tell you who's going to win. It all depends on what I get to at the end. Top of my head, I'd say probably, I imagine Team Raw are going to win the main one, so I'll say Team SmackDown win this one. But it doesn't matter, because WWE doesn't treat any of these people like they matter. <laughs> I think maybe potentially Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali is also on the pre-show. Either way, I think Buddy Murphy wins. Um, I think he's got quite good momentum right now. I think he's sort of making a name for himself, somewhat in 205 Live. I don't think this is the time to, to take the belt off of him, so I wouldn't do that. Uh, AOP versus The Barton. And the only problem I have with this match is I AOP went on Raw, and I didn't say anything on ups and downs because I was like, well, I'm sure they'll they'll get a mention. I'm sorry, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll pop up on SmackDown, so I thought I'll be reserved. Nothing. Nothing. There was the bar versus the use. Oh, the bar versus the bar versus the new day 
on SmackDown. So I thought, oh, AOP can run in and they can upset things. Nope, absolutely nothing. So even though they're the tag team champions and even though they got a match against the bar on Survivor Series, the AOP just didn't turn up. I really think the AOP's got to win that. The bar doesn't matter what they do these days. They've been together long enough. They're established. I think AOP need all the help they can get at the moment. And they are good. So I'll, I'll say AOP just so, um, yeah, just because I just think it makes more sense. Uh, the women's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. The interesting thing with this is Charlotte is off Team SmackDown now. And as far as I'm aware, they haven't announced a replacement. Uh, it's Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Oscar, and somebody against Mickie James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot uh, with Alexa Bliss. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, so that's fair. I imagine Team SmackDown wins this, although I don't know who fills that TBA role. I mean, a lot of people said that Paige is going to fill it. I, she, from what I can gather and from what you know, you can see on social media, it certainly doesn't look like we are going to see Paige back in the ring. I think her health is far more important and it doesn't sound like she's, she's much better with it, which sucks, of course. So I don't think it's going to be her. I don't know. Suggestions in the comments. I know the stream's a little bar behind, but I really don't know. I'll say Team SmackDown wins that. because so they do have a special uh, mystery partner, usually it's good for them to win, but I, I really don't think it matters. <laughs> Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the men's version. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley going against The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. I think Team Raw will win that, just because I think there's a bigger story to tell with the Braun Strowman stuff on Raw, obviously. Stephanie McMahon says if Braun helps Raw to win... Not only does he get a match with Baron Corbin, and apparently that is going down at NXT at TLC, he will also get a future championship match against Brock Lesnar. I think we will do that. I think it's much easier that Team Raw wins, especially because I believe Team SmackDown have long for the last two years. So yes, I, I will say I will say Team Raw wins. But again, all of this has kind of fallen by the wayside because of the championship match, even though the belt's not on the line, and because of everything with Becky Lynch. I think all of those things really have come and just you know, knocked everything off, as they should. That's the most interesting thing right now. Um, right, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought AJ Styles was going to win via um, vicarious means because Braun Strowman was going to come out. And that's why on Raw, Paul Heyman got cut off before he said, he said, it's, a, it's not a prediction, it's a spoil. He got cut off. And I believe they did that because every time he said spoiler in the past, as far as I'm aware, maybe not for Roman Reigns that this is WrestleMania, uh, it's happened. But now Daniel Bryan is coming to the mix. It all depends on what they're going to do with this Daniel Bryan character. Now, I know he's the WWE champion, but we've seen worse. There's every chance he just loses. <laughs> and even though he's WWE champion, he's a heel, so I guess he can lose. <sighs> Maybe AJ Styles gets involved. And that's, I imagine Brock Lesnar wins via disqualification. Yeah, via DQ, because AJ Styles attacks Daniel Bryan, and Braun Strowman probably gets involved as well. Now, that will suck. Because I want a clean finish, but I'll take it as long as they're allowed sort of 15 minutes to do their thing. I'd much prefer a serious and significant winner because I don't believe I'm going to get that. If somebody just wants to give me, like I say, 10 minutes of amazing action between Brian and Brock and then we get a crappy finish, I'll be all right with it. I'll be right. Someone in the comments said Nikki Cross or Kyrie Sane um, for that SmackDown women's spot. Got no problem with that. I'd be up, yeah, two thumbs up for both of those. Um... Then we move on to Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I shake my head because I still can't believe that Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't have a feud. The worst thing was, on Raw, even Seth Rollins said he didn't care about Shinsuke. I actually did this. I went like that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. How? Why does no one care about Shinsuke Nakamura? He's the only person that come Monday, when this is all said and done, that just goes back to obscurity. It's crazy. He won the Royal Rumble. 
I do think it would be an amazing match, though. Rollins versus Ambrose would be awesome. The only other... Uh, did I say Rollins versus Ambrose? I meant Rollins versus Nakamura, because I think Ambrose will get involved. Which kind of screws it up, because you don't want to see two matches finishes, finish like that. But I just think it's an easy out. And I think sometimes when you have an easy out, you take it. Although saying that, maybe Ambrose doesn't come in until afterwards. Because WWE don't care if Shinsuke loses. They don't care at all. So I actually imagine Seth Rollins wins that clean. And then I think at TLC, it is going to be Ambrose versus Rollins. I imagine a TLC match. I think that would be a main event that would be pretty good. So, yeah, I'll go Seth Rollins wins. Who am I kidding? They don't care about Nakamura. I think we can't even pretend otherwise at this stage. Can we? Uh, and then you obviously got Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I mean, I have to go with Ronda Rousey, to be honest. But maybe they pull a swerve. It wouldn't be unlike WWE to pull a swerve. And maybe these three women fall into some big sort of interpromotional feud that goes all the way through to WrestleMania and we have a triple threat. I think it's really, really tough. Just for this one, in the comments, and I'll come back to it once this, the stream catches up. Who's going to win? Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair? And legitimately, have a, have a, proper, have a proper think. Who do you think is going to win? And as they pop up, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do a little tally in my head and figure it out. I will go Ronda Rousey just because I believe she was going to win anyway. And I imagine even if there is uh, an answer to the contrary, that they'd be, they'd be talked out of it. Someone said, no, we can't let Ronda lose. How it all goes down, I don't know. That hug by Becky Lynch could be a, a ruse. And she may come out and whip Charlotte's ass and whip Ronda Rousey's ass. And maybe we were too quick to jump on the hug. Although I want to point out I wasn't. I said I liked the hug. I'm back in the hug for completely other... For completely other reasons, but but still. Right, the, the stream has just caught, caught up. So far, Ronda, 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 Ronda. <laughs> uh, basically, what I'll do now is... Oh, wait, no, Free Monk says Charlotte by by, by disqualification. Oh, because Nia and Tamina will interfere. I like to be positive about all wrestling. I don't need to see Nia and Tamina as a tag team. Or I'm just saying, I know I'm a dick, whatever. Don't like it. Just just don't like it. But it is uh, universally Ronda. Someone made a good point that I should predict that we should go through the NXT card as well. And you're right. We should do that. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to get that card up. Although I'm behind on NXT. The best thing about NXT is only four matches. They're filming Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono, but it's going to be aired on TV because Triple H only wants four matches. He wants them to go long. I like that. Makes me excited. Uh, just to go, just for an update is what everyone says, Ronda. Everybody. <laughs> Every, well, there's a couple that say Charlotte, but but more often than not. So we'll do the four matches quickly. Uh, Champa versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to somehow bleed into Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. But I think Champa is going to walk away with his title. That's that's the way I see it. Alistair Black versus Ch um, uh, Gargano, I think, is a really interesting match because... The story so far has been so nuts. Obviously, Alistair Black's making his big comeback, got screwed over. The man that screwed over is Gargano, but I really enjoy this bizarre heel turn he's been going on. A lot of people say they don't like it, but I quite enjoy it when wrestling is complex, and I do think this is a complex story. So I think it's tough because you need to protect both characters, and that's why I think maybe it ties into the main event, how I don't know. But if I had to take a guess, I would say Gargano and Ciampa win their individual matches and maybe they come back together how they justify that i don't know but i think they could i think they can tell me an interesting and believable enough tale that i won't think it's gibberish and i think that's the main thing i will say yeah gargano and chamba somehow win their respective matches and they've got undisputed era versus pete dunn ricochet and the war raiders in the war games match i think you kind of have to have the undisputed era win that match because the other guys aren't a team so you could have them fall out yeah you could have them fall out easily because they're not a group. You can even tell stories off the back of it. And everyone loves the Undisputed Era. So, yeah, I'd absolutely say that. And then Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I mean, Baszler only just won. I mean, it's two out of three falls. 
I think Baszler's got a win. And he may be right. Maybe Baszler wins. And then Kari Sane comes up to the roster on Sunday. That is good booking. I ain't against that. So whoever did that in the, um, in the chat, good shout. Absolutely a good shout. And that's our weekend, friends. That's what we've got. We've got NXT. We've got uh, Survivor Series. I think it's going to be a really good... I think it's going to be a really interesting couple of days. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to ups and downs for both Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver War Games. So obviously that one will be up on Sunday. Survivor Series on Monday. Come join me for that. And obviously Raw Smackdown up there. Now you know the deal. You know how it works. Uh, go check it out. But I think I don't... Let me go... I'll go check my, my wrestling news sites. Just in case there is anything we need to talk about. I don't think there is. Cody Rhodes got injured. I think he tore the meniscus in his knee, uh, which means he's, he's, he's going to get surgery, but he's not going to get it until after the Tokyo Dome. So he's going to wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. So we've still got him for a couple of months, but clearly that sucks. Um, I think Jim Ross is leaving Access because WWE won't let him renew his contract. But again, I think Jim Ross's contract ends in March uh, or April, so he could come back to Access once he's done. We don't know. Um, I think that was pretty much. I think that was pretty much it. Um, oh yeah, there, there was a rumor that maybe uh, Pop uh, are going to get rid of Impact, which would be very interesting. I mean, that may be the the toughest battle they face for a while, but we will find out. Uh, we will find out. I'm just literally just going through now to make sure there's nothing else we meant to talk about because sometimes I forget. I don't believe there is, and I will say I saw the um, <laughs> I saw what Ryback tweeted Brian Alvarez. If you don't know, I'm a big Brian Alvarez fan. I think he's very entertaining, uh, and and <laughs> the Ryback called him out. Because, uh, I mean, I can't talk. Brian Alvarez was very vocal, and as he's allowed to be, and he had a very good point about Nia Jax. And Ryback tore into him because he said, uh, you can't, you, you didn't have the balls to get in the ring. And Brian Alvarez was like, I've been arrested for 20 years. It was just brilliant. It was brilliant. It goes to show, never have social media outbursts. It always, <laughs> it will always go bad. Right, as always, uh, towards the end of the second half of the podcast, we head on over to Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast Group. Uh, and we answer your questions. A thread goes up and, and we go through them. And that is what we're going to do now as soon as I can get this mouse to work. Here we go. Oh, no, that was 100% the wrong button. And, of course, you can ask your questions in the chat as well. And we will get to as many as we can. But we start off with James Bromfield. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you as ever for sharing your wonderful insights and your all-round positivity. You rock. Isn't it nice? Aren't all the people around here nice? That's very kind, James. I appreciate it. Events over the last couple of days ruined my question about Charlotte turning heel on Team SmackDown and going after Ronda, but I have another one. What are your thoughts on the booking writing for Becky and Charlotte, which resulted in months of story building character development to be destroyed with a hug? I know Becky is not Austin, but can you imagine Austin hugging The Rock or Edge hugging Taker in a similar situation? Why can't we just have nice things? Well, he did hug Vince McMahon that one time, but I'm being facetious. I know what you're saying. I need to see what happens on SmackDown. It could be a ruse. It all depends on the fallout from this. I get it. Maybe we didn't need the hug, but maybe it ties into something else. Maybe Becky comes out on Survivor Series and kicks Charlotte's ass. I don't know. She probably won't be cleared by then, but there's other things you can do. She could trip her. She could hit with a belt. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I know what you mean, and there's logic to what you say, but I think we need to, I think we need to see what's going to happen first. I, I'm, going, I'm going to hold judgment for now and, and, and play it by ear. David Ayres, will Miz ever get another WWE title? He definitely deserves it. I probably think he will, and I think maybe it will tie in to everything that's happened with Daniel Bryan right now. I'm not saying that 
he's going to go face and beat Daniel Bryan for it. But I don't know. I think he will. And I think The Miz is more respected now as a performer. When he won it back in, what, 2011, I think it was, WrestleMania? I, I think it was a really good heel, but I think he was too antagonistic. And many people didn't think he deserved it. But now... I think The Miz, by and large, especially by people like us, like hardcore wrestling fans, we really respect what he's done because he's been around for years, rarely gets injured. You know, may not be the best wrestler in the world, but, you know, great character, knows who he is, uh, has gone out there and really made a success of himself. And, yeah, I think he's respected now. So I think that will result in another WWE title run. I really do. Maybe even next year. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know when. But, uh, yes, I, I would say yes. I think so. I think so. Aaron Paul, are we getting Ronda versus Charlotte too soon? I feel like this is the case of WWE blowing their load early. Oscar could have easily taken her spot, saving this matchup for Mania and preserving the distance between Becky and Charlotte. Also, not saying Brock isn't a safe worker, but surely sending Brian to face him on Sunday seems more like a suicide mission than a dream match at this point. I think when your whole plan collapses... And you have someone like Charlotte Flair there. And you need to replace a match that we were all very excited about. Which obviously was Ronda versus Becky. You need... you need. And I'm not saying Oscar versus Ronda wouldn't be good. But I think Charlotte versus her is a bigger marquee match. So I think you need to replace like for like. So I, I think WWE's backed into a corner here. I think they did everything they possibly could do. So I certainly don't hold... Uh, I certainly don't hold that against them whatsoever. And I want to see it too. And I, Sometimes I think... In this day and age, I'd prefer long-term stories, but as we don't get them, sometimes I just like them to give me what I want now, so at least I can enjoy it and then get back to being whatever in a few months' time, much like Daniel Bryan winning the championship. It would have been much better if we could have had this big comeback from his injury, but we haven't done that, but at least he's world champion, right? So, and in terms of, the way I look at this, it brought Lesnar work stiff. Everyone talks about that WrestleMania 32 match against Roman Reigns. But look, if you're going to be a pro wrestler and you're happy to get in the ring, you've just got to assume that Brock Lesnar does know what he's doing and he'll take care of Daniel Bryan. So I'm not going to worry about that too much. Uh, we've already seen Daniel Bryan get knocked on his head against Samoa Joe and the likes. So I, I think as long as we're smart with it, we should be okay. There shouldn't be any problems. So I, I think it's okay. Look, look, don't get me wrong. If we get there and then we come back and go, whoops, <laughs> that was a terrible idea. But I like to think they're two professionals and they know what they're doing. And also, if Daniel, it's up to Daniel Bryan. If he trusts himself and he trusts Brock, I think that's all that matters. Uh, Nick Palmer. I was reading an interview with Dana White where he said he didn't think Vince would actually let Brock bring the title to the Octagon. Considering a lot of fans think the point in Brock having the title is to turn up there with the belt, I thought this was a strange statement. What are your thoughts? Well, I haven't heard that. But I think that would be nuts. Why wouldn't you want the WWE title in every single place you could get a you could put it, because it's like an advert. Like, if you see somebody walking around with a Nike shirt, that's an advert. Even though you may not realise it, subconsciously, it's an advert. So, no, I absolutely... I think that would be crazy if he didn't do that. I mean, I don't know if it would be true or not. I don't know whether Vince McMahon is just sees... But it doesn't hurt Vince McMahon at all, because all it's going to... Even if you don't know what it is, and you're watching UFC, people will look at the belt and go, what belt is that? And someone goes, oh, it's the WWE belt. So, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I think that's very strange if that is the case. I hope that's not the case. That seems very short-sighted. I, I would like to see Brock Lesnar there with the belt. I think it'd be hilarious even if he even is going back to UFC. Uh, Bobby Tuff in the super chat. Thank you very much, Bobby. Sorry, was watching ups and downs. What did I miss? Well, there's a, there's a cheap advert for ups and downs. Whatever you're doing when you finish this, go watch ups and downs of SmackDown. It's up now. Uh, and Raw's up there too. Uh, what did you miss? You missed us talking about wrestling, my friend. A lot of wrestling with a lot of good people. Putting a big smile on my face. 
Babak Kidney, still the best name in the world. Master Miller, have you ever seen Glow on Netflix? And if so, what did you think of it? I didn't like season one too much, but thought season two was quite good. It's also a great way to get your significant other into wrestling. Hilariously, my significant other has watched wrestling. She really likes it, and I've never seen it, which (laughs) she only knows about wrestling because of me. So I don't understand why that's happened. I do want to watch it. Uh, Just, you know, veering off... um, Veering off track a little bit. I'm just not very good at watching TV. There's so many things that I want to watch, but I'm always running around doing other stuff that I don't ever get around to it. But I do want to watch it. I've seen about 20 minutes of one episode, and I could tell I was going to like it straight away. It's just got that Netflix appeal. Um, but, oh, yeah, she, she really enjoyed Glow. She thought it was great. She told me to watch it. The irony. <laughs> uh, Bradley Luke. What finishing move looks the least effective? I'll throw that one out to the comments in the YouTube. Which finishing move looks least effective? Mostly because the one that always comes to my mind is the AA. Uh, but I've done an AA before my shoulder bust. And it's a lot harder than you think it would be. It's not the easiest move to pull off. So I'm actually more impressed with, um, uh, what do you call it? John Cena. Well, I was impressed with John Cena. But more impressed than I was. Um, but you know, technically a move like the stunner should be simple, right? But it looks amazing. But I'll throw that one out to the comments, and I'll keep poking an eye in there and, uh, and coming back every now uh, and then when I can see it. Where have I got to? My man, Robert Schmidl. I have to admit, although the little changes currently happening in WWE do happen for all the wrong reasons, I am kind of excited for all the possibilities that come with them. The more the Raw main event looks wide open without Roman, and the SmackDown Women's main event won't suffer an, inevit- an inevitable loss to Ronda. Although I might go to hell for this, big time from Rob here. I feel like the horrible circumstances opened up creative possibilities for WWE or rather forced them to think outside some boxes. Am I alone in this and how much of an asshole does this make me? I don't think it makes you an asshole at all. I think you're just looking at it from a logistic and pragmatic point of view. If you had said, I'm glad Roman got ill, then I'd be like, bro, that no, that's bad. What are you saying? But you're not saying that. And I'm pretty sure, well, I'd like to think 100% of people listening to me right now would much rather we still had Roman there and he wasn't ill, regardless of what that means to a creative entertainment product, because health and happiness is obviously far more important. But... It has done. I mean, it has made things more interesting. Like, we've got a new WWE champion on SmackDown. All this stuff with Becky Lynch has taken off. You know, with Drew McIntyre maybe in line for a big push. So it has shuffled the deck. And if you're enjoying the shuffling the deck and you think, oh, wow, that's because of that. That's just it's just one of those things, unfortunately. But, yeah, it does. It, it's always going to suck a little bit because I don't want anyone ever to be ill. But I understand where you're coming from. I understand your point. Uh, a lot of people in terms of the finish were saying the worm, uh, Bailey's belly-to-belly finisher, the phenomenal forearm. I saw a people's elbow earlier as well. Um, I like the pheno- the phenomenal forearm. is pretty good. I mean, he jumps up onto the ropes and springboards off. I think that's quite a good finishing move. Uh, leg drops in there as well. Bailey-to-belly's coming up a lot. You're right. That is quite a good one, isn't it? It's not the best move in the world. I think, I, I think I'd go with you. Um, oh, my man, Robert comes again. Also, could we please call it with all the Nia hate I've seen over the last two days? It was an accident, and Becky will get one of the loudest pops this year when she returns. I, n- I agree with you. Also agree with what people are saying. I think it's more about the constructive side of it and making sure we don't we don't go too far. Power and positivity. Pap here on Simon as Pro Wrestling Podcast. Alex Healy, do you think Heyman will turn on Lesnar at Survivor Series and align with Daniel Bryan? I hope not. I've got to this point. I was thinking this the other day. 
And if it was any other wrestler, Paul Heyman would have absolutely turned by now. But I don't want Daniel. I don't want uh, Paul Heyman to turn. I like the combination of Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Given that Brock Lesnar is never going to be a full-time character anymore, for better or worse, I'd rather him and Paul Heyman just stuck together through thick and thin. I like them together. I like it. It's not old. It works. I do think we can allow Brock to talk more. I thought before he smashed up Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers on Raw. He's very funny. I thought his quips were good. That's the only thing I would like to see more of, the real Brock Lesnar. But maybe they're terrified he's going to swear down the house, which he has done before. So, um, yeah, I... Uh, no, I hope not. And Daniel Bryan doesn't need it. Paul Heyman doesn't need to be with Daniel Bryan. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not the worst idea in the world. I would just rather they didn't do it because I just don't feel like I need it. It's simple as that. I just don't feel like I need it. Stuart Erridge, do you think there's any chance Bob Backlund shows up at Survivor Series anyway? I miss Bob Backlund in my life. I'm not reading the last bit. Uh, <laughs> he said I'd bum him. That's what he said. Look, man, no, he's not. But I appreciate and respect your love for Bob Backlund. And I hope one day all your Bob Backlund dreams and wishes come true. Good question. Jordan Watson, hi Simon, hope you're well. Who do you think defeats Pete Dunne for the UK title? I love Pete with the title personally, but it's going to happen eventually. Well, I think right now he is the longest reigning champion in the modern era. He's over 500 days, which is crazy. And you think we'd be shining a bigger spot onto that. I would get that title onto NXT more than it currently is. I know he's on the pay-per-view, but I would, I would just showcase it more and have a, put a bigger spotlight on it. I don't know who take. I don't know. I mean, I'm behind on NXT UK, so I don't really know the lay of the land there. I will catch up with it. I think it's great, but I don't know who they're pushing and who they're not. Um, who takes it off him? You know, it's a very good question. I don't have the answer. If I had it my way, I'd pick Eddie Dennis because I like Eddie Dennis and he's a really good wrestling trainer, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Um, where have I got to? Francesco Bozo. Hi, Simon. Hope your shoulder recovery is going better than before. It's still a roller coaster, but we're getting there. Thank you, my friend. I have two questions. Would you unify the Universal and World Heavyweight Championship as a way to increase the prestige in the title? Yes. I think we talked about this last week. A roaming world and women's champion for me would be absolutely amazing. I think it would make Raw and SmackDown far more interesting and actually make it easier to explain to people that don't watch wrestling go, why is there two world champions? And I... Well, actually, one's a universal champion. I'll have you know. But you're right. It's unexplainable. It makes no sense. And we've got the best in the world. World champ. Universal champ, best in the world, wrestling. Uh, do you think it will solidify Becky's character if eventually she beats Ronda and continues to be protected through the year? Yes. As I said in that What Culture video, I think Ronda Rousey should be shifted into we protect this lady and we make sure we push her to the top of the card as quickly as we can. Look, she's getting us talking. She's getting us excited. A lot of people are big fans of her, as they should be. Let's not spoil that. Also, let's not realize that I've actually not got the green screen. Uh, little top, little top left-hand corner there. The green screen is just, um, just snuck in. There we go. Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I look. We stumbled across gold. It's like Daniel Bryan uh, again in 2014. I don't think we should let this go. Look, maybe it doesn't work. Maybe we put all our eggs in one basket and then go, oh, we've made a mistake. But let's at least try. That's my key. Let's try. Let's have some fun with it, and let's see. Um, let's see where we get to. Uh, Mike Ali. Hey, Simon. I'm watching you from Kuwait, by the way. Isn't that amazing? Kuwait. Incredible, Mike. What do you think of the Mixed Match Challenge, and what title should they bring back? Uh, have speedy recovery. I'm a patron. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Allows me to do a cheap plug for my patron. All of this content is possible 
Uh, thanks to patreon.com for us at Summary 316. There's a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. Even if you give me a dollar, it helps me so much. Uh, you know the deal. You know how Patreon works. It allows me to do stuff like this. Um, I've not forgotten your question now because I'm an idiot. The mix match challenge is weird. I personally don't like it. That's not fair. Let me rephrase that. I think it's fine. I think it's entertaining for what it is. I think the interviews and stuff they put on Twitter and their YouTube channel are far better because they're not scripted and all the wrestlers have a lot of fun. And I love that. I don't like this idea that the winner of the Mixed Match Challenge this year, I think it ends this year, I think at TLC, right, gets the number 30 positions in both the Men's and Women's Royal Rumble. A, I always like the number 30 spot being a secret. Just do. And if it is someone like Dolph Ziggler, I don't care. I enjoy the anticipation. And also, I just think if we're going to give away uh, perks or rewards or stakes like that, shouldn't we be doing that on Survivor Series? Shouldn't the winner... Of either Raw versus SmackDown for Survivor Series, get something like that. I know it doesn't work because it's five on five, but it seems crazy to give a perk like that to something on the Mixed Match Challenge. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'd rather we hadn't have done that. But we've done it now. So, so what can we do? But I don't necessarily watch it. I watch the promos more. I think they're all, all the wrestlers are really funny because they know they're not to come to anything, so they can just go crazy. Um, but yeah, I uh, I. What titles should they bring back? I don't think they should bring up any titles. There's too many titles as it is. What have we got? We've got Universal. We've got World. We've got IC. We've got um, US. We've got two sets of tags. Two women's. 205 Live, which is essentially the cruiserweight belt. I think we need... I think we need... Until Shinsuke Nakamura gets a feud and gets put in, uh, allowed to defend his title, I don't think we should be advocating for more belts. I just think it's something that WWE doesn't do that well these days. Maybe because titles don't mean anything anymore. I don't know. Uh, look, we all still freak out that Daniel Bryan won the championship, right? So there's got to be something there. It certainly has drawn a lot of people in and got a lot of people excited. So a title change still does mean something. And I think that was the case at the... Um, what the hell was that show called? Crown Jewel. Like Braun, for bad reasons, Brock Lesnar winning it made everybody blow up and start talking. So... Maybe we put, need to put a bigger focus on the belts we have, especially the US Championship again. And then when we're done with that and it feels like there's a need, sure, maybe you could bring back a European title or not a hardcore title, but maybe you could do something else. I think an internet title would make more sense in 2018. Otherwise, though, I, I would get worried. Uh, Kevin Shirley. Hey, Simon. Do you get any insults from friends and family for your interest in wrestling? I actually didn't start watching this stuff until the age of 21, and I've got a lot of flack from my nerdy honor roll friends from high school for it. Coming from the USA, where wrestling is often stigmatized as a redneck hobby, I'm also interested to hear what the wrestling fan stereotypes are in the UK. Well, it certainly was like that when I was... For starters, if anyone's giving you a hard time, that's on them. Anyone that gives you grief or something you like, they're probably jealous. They don't have something that they're passionate about in their life. I understand that's easier said than done, but I would just try and put it down to that if you can. Over here in the UK, I mean, it's different now. I'm a, I'm a grown man, so I don't really know what's going on in playgrounds or, or with kids. But the reason I say that is because when I was a kid, I mentioned this on a vlog I did. Again, you're on my channel right now. Please subscribe. Go watch my vlogs and stuff. I'd really appreciate it. I did get bullied for being a wrestling fan. And I remember walking around my school thinking, don't let anyone know you're a wrestling fan. You'll get uh, you'll get in trouble. You know, you'll get beaten up, which is nuts when you think about it. It is to me. I'm like, just watching wrestling. Why do you care? Um, is it stigmatized in the... U I don't think anymore. No, it's not. I think... I don't know. I'd have to talk to kids about it. <laughs> Weird sentence, but I would. But no, from an adult an adult point of view, I think most people are aware of it over here. A lot of people still call it WWF, which is true. Uh, but there's no real eye rolling. I think a lot of people know they do shows in the O2, and I know they didn't draw that well last week, but more often than not, they have. The game has quite a good presence over here. Obviously, Sky, the deal with Sky, gives it some weight. 
I don't know. I'd have to talk to a younger demographic, but I know now, no, there's no stigma tied to it at all. But I guess maybe it's different with me because I'm lucky. I'm, bl I'm blessed in the sense I get to do it like this. Like this is how you know I make a, a portion of my earnings is by talking about wrestling. So maybe when you can say that you do that, it shifts gears a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Again, we'll throw that one out to the comments. What do people think about that? UK or US? Do you feel still stigmatized for watching wrestling in 2018? There's a video in that. There is a video in that. Good question, Kev. Uh, Mike Faff, who do you think had a bigger impact on how Vince saw indie guys, Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles? Whoa, that is a question and a half. Six to one, half a dozen to the other? I mean, he must have been impressed by Daniel Bryan when he came in and got all that momentum and, and impressed so much. So I think that must have helped to a certain degree to kind of give him the idea that you don't have to be six foot two, 240 pounds, whatever it used to be. But I think AJ Styles was the same because I remember at one point it was said that AJ Styles was coming in to be an upper mid-card guy. He was never going to be the champion. And yet everybody was so impressed with him because how can you not be AJ Styles that that all changed to the point we have what we have now, which is AJ Styles kicking ass and being the man. So, no, I mean, I, I think both. And there's probably other people, maybe someone like X-Pac did instead of Style. I know X-Pac being on that kind of stage and fighting like a lot of wrestlers in the indie scene did must have helped. Uh, otherwise, maybe someone like Rey Mysterio chipped away at it too. Not really an indie guy, but you know, had a different a different way about him. I'd have to sit down and think about that, but I think they both probably played a part. I don't think you could pick one uh, or the other. As uh, ASAP Video said in the comments, CM Punk. I think CM Punk absolutely deserves uh, a, a shout into that as well. Uh, just as well, some people talking about the whole wrestling and, and stigmatization. Can't say that word. Some people roll their eyes that I watch, but these are the same people that watch Coronation Street. Good point. Yeah, UK. I still don't openly admit to being a fan in public. So yeah, and Dead Right got some arrows going up as well. Oh, that was the CM Punk comment. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I think... I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be different for everybody. I lost my train of thought on the other question. Oh, the Daniel Bryan AJ Styles one. I think a lot of people contribute. I think Punk is a good shout. I think Punk is a really good shout. Uh, Christian Brown, my man. This will probably be my last Q&A for a while. Thinking about taking a break from social media on vacation. Well, if that's true, man, you enjoy yourself. You have a good time. Uh, you got some non-resting ridiculousness. We'll do it, man, because you're always, you're always supportive. I appreciate. Go listen to Tupac, A Tribe Called Quest, B.O.B., Chance the Rapper, DMX, and Tech 9 You can thank me later. I will. I thank you now. Thank you, my friend. Um, marry me, father my children, run for US president. Oh, and quit what culture and wrestling. You should do comedy instead because you're amazing. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe, maybe one day I will. Uh, it's very kind. Thank you, everyone, for the support with all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's just mad to me. I know I sound like an idiot, and this is not good podcast material. But the fact that I'm sitting here in my, you know, my house in England, and there's people all over the world listening and tuning in and giving me feedback and asking me questions. Uh, as two thumbs up. Before we do start to bring things to a close, if you don't know, you're watching the first time. I like to keep these for an hour, but I think I'm up to 115 episodes now around that. So make sure you go on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, whatever the Google one is. It's pretty much on everything bar um, Spotify, but I'm working on that too. Uh, listen, please do go back to the archives. I hope there's some good stuff in there. Hopefully you can enjoy it. Uh, we started doing the live ones about a month ago, so you can go check that out on the YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, so you know, it'd be great if you could go back. Now, a lot of the things I've seen pop up in the comments is about this Rock versus Brock Lesnar rumor. Now, I know that's been going on for a while. I would put money on the fact that it will never happen just because The Rock has too much to lose. I don't think The Rock's ever going to wrestle a match again. He's too big a Hollywood star. If he gets injured, it costs film studios millions of dollars, and that looks badly on him. And, you know, The Rock's very good with his public, public image. I'm sure he doesn't want that to happen. So I don't think... 
that is going to happen. I don't think The Rock... I think if The Rock is at WrestleMania, it will be in some kind of gimmick match. I don't think it will be against Brock Lesnar. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think it would be. Um, I don't really know what the WrestleMania card is going to be at the moment because it looks like Triple H and Batista could be in jeopardy because Triple H tore his peck. I don't know if we talked about that, but he did. Um, what's the other match that may be in question? We literally just came into my head. I can't remember because I'm an idiot. Of course, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey may now be Becky Lynch. I assume we still get Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman versus someone. Apparently, it's not going to be Brock Lesnar. Maybe Drew McIntyre's in that match. I think Mania 35 could be a very interesting card. I think if you're going to sit down and try and book it right now, I don't really think you could get close to what it could be because so much could change in the next six months. Again, imagine one week ago I told you we were going to be having all the chats we've had today, you'd be like, wow, we're in for a good week of wrestling, or at least an intriguing week. Uh, Bush and Ryu Cat in the Super Chat, thank you as always. Uh, one, your feelings on Biggie Lanston doing one more singles push for a championship, and two, your first Marvel comics you read, R.I.P. Stan Lee. I, I think that's that, I, I should have said that really, yeah, rest in peace to Stan Lee. I think most people listening in and watching now probably had an affiliation to comics. I think wrestling and comics crossover. I mean, Hulk Hogan, for goodness sake. Uh, that was sad news. I mean, it really, really was. I think there's also a lot to celebrate there as well. He was 95 years old and made an impact that will never go away, which I think is incredible. Um, we'll do the first question first. Your feelings on Biggie Lanston doing one more singles push for the championship? I think it would be a good idea, but the longer we wait, the more I start to question whether it's going to happen. Like, when's it going to happen? Right then, the New Day are kind of in no man's land again. They haven't got the titles. They're going to be in that tag team, 10-way tag team on the Survivor Series card. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the plan. I absolutely think he should. I think Biggie Langston's got it all. And I think if we let uh, we let him embrace his bizarre personality, that'd make him even more fun. But who knows, right? Maybe one day we need a we need a killer to come in and Biggie Langston ticks all the boxes. But you know, maybe Big E's just really happy in the new day. They all seem pretty pleased if you follow them on social media. Maybe he's just happy doing what he's doing. Uh, the first Marvel comic I read, you know, I don't know. Uh, it probably would have been a Captain America or something like that. It was more of a DC guy. Not the best time to admit that, but it was. Batman Year One was the first comic I ever read. Um, but no, the, the Marvels I used to read, I wasn't a big Spider-Man guy, just to be honest, but I used to read Thor, um, I used to read Captain America, I used to read The Avengers. I think that's pretty much it from Marvel. I'm sure there's other ones I'm missing, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the news coming out, just off topic quickly, I think the new the news coming about Stan Lee, I think it affected a lot of us, right? It's like when Vince McMahon, uh, unfortunately, goes. I know we all have a lot of, I'm not saying anyone criticised Stan Lee, but I mean, those people that have such an impact on your life, when they do go, I think it, it is almost like losing someone that's, that's close to you because they've been in your life for such a long time and they've provided you with a source of entertainment that you've warmed to and that's probably helped you through bad times. And because of that, you know, it is hard to let that stuff go. And maybe also it's a bit of introspective looking as well when you realize your own mortality, right? We all probably grew up watching wrestling when Vincent Mann was a 50-year-old man running around and getting stunned. You take my point. So, yeah, rest in peace to Stanley. Good shout. Uh, I've forgotten your name because I'm an idiot. Uh, to Bushin Rai Cat. Absolutely. I said your name two different ways there as well because uh, <laughs> because I'm also, uh, I'm also a fool. Right, I'm going to do one more shout out for questions as we head up to the hour mark. Again, I want to thank everyone for joining me. Uh, I love doing stuff like this. I really do. This is the highlight of my week. This is doing this podcast. Who knew? Who knew that would ever be a thing? Uh, I think we're all done. Yeah, we're all done. Uh, all right, so Christian's got a couple more questions. We'll run through quickly. What's the end game for Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins' Twitter beef? <laughs> I think they're just having some fun. I like that. That was good. Uh, you get to plan one event 
wrestling. However, you can only choose between the O2 or Wembley. What event and what venue? I would never choose the O2 because while it's a great venue, getting out of it is the hardest thing in the world. First world problems. Three, you can reincarnate any group of wrestling history, but you only get to use the current defiant wrestling roster. Who's joining Simon Miller in what group? Foie. Well, I'd take the NWO and I would pick Rampage and I'll also have... Who will I also have? That is a good question. I really need the roster in front of me because I'll forget someone. Walter's technically on the Defiant roster. I'll have Rampage and Walter and we can be on the NWO. I think I'm going to do uh, I think I'm going to do okay. And the very last question, Jack Dren uh, in the comments, when will Y2J be back in the WWE? The reason I picked that question is because I saw it out of my uh, corner of my eye. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know what it is. I got a sneaking suspicion that maybe Chris Jericho has bigger plans. And he feels like he's done all he can do in WWE. We'll find out at WrestleMania. If he's not at WrestleMania, I'll believe it. Uh, if he is, I'm absolutely wrong. But we'll find out. And Bob Bobolicious1986, which is an amazing name, in the Super Chat. Thank you, my friend. Rusev and Hogan. Well, Rusev wasn't even on SmackDown. Uh, this week, I know I know they had some Twitter beef with each other. I don't think Twitter beef means anything these days. It doesn't seem to affect anything. Some people tweet things, and you think it's going to make a difference, and it doesn't. Um, I don't know what's going on with Rusev. I don't understand why he broke up him and Aiden English. What on earth did that accomplish? Rusev hasn't been on the show in weeks, and English has vanished into dust. We did like a three-week program, and then it just got beaten in one and a half minutes on SmackDown. Absolutely ridiculous. They benefited each other. Taking them apart was was ludicrous. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, we all know my bias towards Rusev. As for Hogan, aside from the beef they had... Again, I think I've said it. I don't necessarily want to see him back on TV, but it's not my call to make. And if everybody else is happy to see him, I'll put my big smiley face on hands in the end and go fair play. It's all about what the fans want. Uh, right, that's it. That's another episode of Simon's Pro Racing Podcast. Again, I'm just in a thankful mood today. I want to thank everybody in the live chat right now. This is the, I had a quick check. This is the most watched one so far. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. We will be back next week. Bit of a later time next week, because unfortunately I've got to be out in the day, so we'll do it in the evening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SimonMiller316, Instagram at SimonMiller316, on that old Patreon at patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. You see a trend here. If, even if you give me a dollar, it really does help. And if you go to a certain tier, you can come on the Pro Wrestling Podcast, and that's when we'll be back in a couple of days. Join the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And if you're on iTunes, give us five stars. We will be on Spotify soon. I have a nice announcement to make about that in the near future. But again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you to everyone that contributed in the Super Chat, contributed in Facebook. Says nice words. You make my day. I love this. We'll make sure we do it every Wednesday. And even if we can't, we'll shift the days around. I'll always make sure you know everything. Keep an eye on my Twitter uh, to, stay, to stay up to date with that. And yeah, just look, thanks very much for watching. It was awesome. And also, enjoy Survivor Series, right? It's rare we get these crazy events, so make sure you enjoy it. Sit down. Join me on Monday morning for Ups and Downs over on What Culture. Now we're finishing. Go and watch Ups and Downs for SmackDown. Why the hell not? You can get my uh, my in-depth thoughts on stuff like that. I'm going to see you soon. Two hands in the air. Kapow. <laughs>